Hey, welcome to episode number 15 of the Debt-Free Dad podcast. Hey, today we got a special guest who is going to share how she paid off $157,588 in just 13 months. Stay tuned to find out how she did it. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to today's show. You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. And it's been awesome to connect with a lot of you, and a lot of you are starting to share some input on our podcast, and uh, that's been a lot of fun to see. So uh, it's great to meet and chat with a lot of you out there on some of those social networks. I'm really excited about today's show because we have Shannon joining us, and Shannon is a Roots member. And the reason why I wanted to bring her on is to show you, our listeners, that the simple things that we are sharing here on this show are helping people have massive results. And we are here to encourage you to start taking action. And I think Shannon's story is going to be very motivational to many of you who are wanting to reach financial freedom. The other cool part about Shannon is that she works in the financial industry. And she's like, what could this information possibly teach me more about money that I don't already know? And just 13 months later, she's paid off over $157,000. I think she learned a lot. And obviously, that was a lot of hard work for her to do as well. And I can't wait to share her viewpoint and and even sharing some of her skepticism of some of the stuff that we're talking about and how just changing that mindset has played a huge role in helping her get some of those results. Shannon is originally from Long Island, New York, but she lives in Connecticut now with her husband and two dogs. She is a proud mom to three amazing young adults. Her daughter is an accountant like her. Her middle son is in his last year of studying to be a music teacher and is in the Army Reserves. And her youngest is active duty Navy stationed in Japan. A little fun fact, Shannon says, I am a former Division I volleyball player. Therefore, I am an Amazon coming in at six foot one. And she loves all things numbers, especially money. Hey, Shannon, welcome to the Debt Free Dad podcast. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so thrilled to have you. And I know we just kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit by announcing a little bit of your numbers to our audience. And I'm sure they're just like dying to know how you were able to achieve such fantastic results in such a short period of time. And we're going to get there in, in just a minute. But but before we get that far, you know, we talk all about on this show about how much, you know, money plays a role in our life and a lot of our money habits and a lot of the things that we do with money and that's good habits or bad habits, our money philosophy, our money mindset, a lot of that stuff comes from when we were growing up. It comes from marketing. It comes from what our friends and family are doing with money and and that kind of can sometimes uh, reflect on our current money situation and all of those things that we've learned in the past. So can you share a little bit you know, when you were growing up or even when you maybe, you know, got out of high school and became an adult, like what was your relationship like with money as you got started in life? Um, so going back to a little bit younger than high school, probably like 12 years old, my dad owned his own business and I thought I was balancing the business checkbook. I was really just putting like the check was cashed check marks, but I had this big green bar. I felt so important. Maybe that's why I'm an accountant now. Um, 
And so I, I thought my dad was like loaded because uh, I thought that was all our money. So that was um, my first introduction to really about money. And then with my mom, she always used to cut coupons and things like that. And I was like, why are we cutting coupons? What does this stupid piece of paper do? Like when I was really little. And then she would make it a game sometimes at the grocery store and be like, Shan, how much do you think we're going to save? And clearly she knew the answer because she cut all the coupons, but sometimes she would let me win. Um, but it really wasn't until my first real job in high school that I really learned how many hours you actually have to work <laughs> to get like a $200 paycheck. Yeah. Isn't it like, amazing? Oh it's amazing, huh? <laughs> oh, I was like, this is terrible. Although I will say I thought I was rich because I didn't have any bills. I was living at home and I didn't pay for anything. I'm not going to lie. So I would still felt very blessed, but I was just like, wow, $200. And then taxes, I couldn't fathom why all that money went someplace else other than in my pocket. <laughs> so that was a harsh lesson. Yeah. Yeah. So you got out of high school and you were a division one athlete. Can you share a little bit about that side of you? So, yeah, I am a division one retired division <laughs> one volleyball player. And from a very young age, I was uh, always involved in sports. And so I had that teamwork mentality kind of ingrained in my DNA, it feels like. So doing different financial programs, I enjoy one that you kind of have that group together, um, similar to Roots where you have people to a hold you accountable, um, whether that's your partner or like I'm saying, like a larger group of, of like-minded people, because living in a crap ton of debt is, is the norm, unfortunately. And people trying to get out of debt and being like cash only like, and I was one of them. I'm like, my friends who only use cash. I'm like, you're a crazy person who wants to go to the bank all the time. <laughs> but it's, it's surrounding yourself with like-minded people to achieve your goals, have people to be your cheerleader and be truly happy for you with all of your successes, but also be there when you're just having a bad day and a bad time with whatever, some surprise bill you forgot about came or whatever it is. There's usually someone in the group to say, Hey girl, I've been there. Um, don't, don't stress it. Like you got this. And to just kind of be like, all right, you're right. It's not the end of the world. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, when we first started talking to each other, I remember you telling me that, you know, Brad, I, I wasn't living necessarily paycheck to paycheck. And you and, and I remember you telling me you'd already saved a pretty sizable amount towards your retirement. I mean, you guys were doing, you know, I would say, OK, pretty good, actually. So, like, you know, you heard about Roots and what we were doing. And can you tell me a little bit about that? Like what finally prompted you to you know what, maybe I need to do something different because most people in your situation would probably just be like, you know what, I'm doing okay. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing um, and it's working so far, but you didn't do that. You made a different decision there. Yeah, so prior to joining Roots, we, we were. We were in good shape. I wasn't paycheck to pay, paycheck. I wasn't stressed about not having money for food or paying my bills or anything like that, but I wanted more. And I found myself um, struggling the most with the way we were attacking our debt. Cause we, I mean, we still had debt, we were doing okay, but we still had debt. 
um, that we had accumulated together as a family. <laughs> and um, I found myself getting into a very negative mindset because I would make these big bulk payments and I felt like, and I felt like I was getting nowhere because I was putting it towards my largest debt thinking that's, that's the right way to go. You want to bring that down, that interest rate, all the interest money, blah, 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 blah. And I felt like I was getting nowhere. So I was just negative and I get pissed off and then I just go spend money because I'm like, I'm already in debt. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> which is the wrong attitude. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wrong mindset. And, and can you share a little bit, just to give a little insight to um, what, what you do and what you have done for a living and how that's played a part with your finances? Um, so I'm a senior financial analyst, uh, which really sounds fancier than it is. <laughs> um, and I, with that, that's actually my, my career is actually what kept me from pursuing a financial program because I was like, I know 90% of this stuff, but what they don't teach you is the behavioral side of money. And that's where I needed to do some, some exploring, some learning and some growing in, uh, like I just said that I would just get, I would get mad. I'd go spend money. Hello. Retail therapy is not a good thing. (laughs) Um, Unless it's in your budget. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There you go. Yep. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it, my, my career definitely affected my thoughts on, joining a program, a financial program, because I felt like a loser. Like, am I a failure? You know, all these questions racing through my head and I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't need this. Like, and (laughs) I, I couldn't be more, more wrong. I am. I'm so happy that I joined because, and actually my biggest regret is not joining the year before. So two years ago, because I, I wonder where we would be right now had I not got on the fence for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing how many members have that same feedback and have told me that, that I wish I would have acted sooner because I would have been so much farther along than I am today. They're really glad that they joined, but at the same time, there's still that regret that's just, man, I wish I would have started sooner knowing what was all in this and how much it's changed. Uh, it's made a really big difference. So- you joined Roots. You decided to join. Obviously, you're you're very skeptical of this as you get started. <laughs> Reluctantly, probably, you know, pay the registration fee to jump in, and you get started. So, tell me about some things that really started to resonate with you. Light bulbs started going off. Things that you started doing different, where you started to see a, a major difference with how you were managing your money and even your financial mindset. Well, the first big thing. Like I said, the behavior side is, was really my focus. Um, so just making small changes and really shifting my mindset to be like 2019 is our year. We are going to like knock the ball out of the park, which I think we did. We did pretty good. Um, and just not go out to dinner all the time. And just whatever little things that you have, if you buy coffee every day, make it at home. You don't, it's not that you don't have to have it, make it at home, find a a cheaper option. Um, Or if you truly enjoy that coffee, fine, enjoy it, but then don't go out to dinner that night or, or whatever you're doing. Um, And 
I learned that you can pay, pay down debt and still have fun. Cause that was my other thing that made me reluctant to join. Cause I'm like, this dude's going to tell me that <laughs> I can't go on vacation. I can't go out to eat and I can't have fun. And that's just not going to work for me. And we're not going to be friends and it's not going to work out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I was wrong again because you have to still, you know, fill your tank and be happy while making behavior changes and paying down your debt. Yep. Absolutely. And we're all about that. It's like getting out of debt is important, but you also have to live today. And it's all about being happier and living stress-free. And And the more out of debt and the more control you have over your money, uh, the more you're able to do some of those things. So, uh, and, and talk a little bit, because you guys took a pretty awesome trip this past year in 2019, right? Yes, we did. And we paid cash for it, yeah. which was real good. Heck yeah. <laughs> we, um, we went to Ireland and it was amazing. We went to Ireland for eight days wow. and it was just, it's beautiful. I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Good for you guys. That is awesome. And, uh, and on top of that, and like I said, we mentioned the number, but can you share again, how much debt, because you joined in January of 2019 as we're uh, filming this and recording this episode. It's the end of February of 2020. So we're literally right at the 13-month mark. How much debt have you paid off and how much money were you able to save within the last 13 months, you know, practicing and changing your money mindset and doing some of the stuff that we're talking about in Roots? So um, I was... We, I keep saying I, I do have a spouse and I need to include him. <laughs> it's all about me. Um, we paid off $129,812. Wow. And, and yeah, and that's excluding the mortgage, which yeah. if you include that, that would be a bigger number. Right. But um, <laughs> if, um, and then we saved 27,776. And if you couldn't tell by the precise numbers, that's what are, it's what I do for a living. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. That is, that is amazing. So yeah, if you combine those two numbers paid and saved or paid off and saved $157,588 in just 13 months. I mean, that is an impressive number. What do you, how does, I can't even imagine I look at it and I'm just blown away. Seriously, when you update me, I I can't even wrap my arms around that number. I mean, you you're living this. What does it make you feel like when you see that? I'm like, did I add this wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at my spreadsheet again. <laughs> Honestly, that when I first added it, because I am not good about keeping up with like every time I pay something, I'm not you know totaling everything up. So every once in a while, I'll add them up and I, I'm like, whoa, baby. But I should do it more because that feeling is always positive and motivating. Um, but just having, for me, having a clear and focused, positive mindset versus a, a negative one that I had, I think that was the biggest thing for me, like, we get that we're getting the same paychecks. We're getting the same amount of money coming in. We have pretty much, you know, the same bills, but it was just, okay, how, we're going to attack this and this is how we're going to do it. And we have a plan and like making a budget is what I do at work with millions and millions of dollars. And while I wish that was my budget, it is not. So if I can budget millions and millions of dollars across three different States 
for the company I work for, why can I not stick to a budget myself (laughs) at home? And so it was just really tightening the reins a little bit, asking myself, do I really need this 10th piece of clothing for this month? Probably not. (laughs) Um, And just reining it in and learning to make those small behavior changes because I thought I'd have to make these big, big changes. And really that's not the case at all. Cause all those small little changes are gonna like mound up to be a, a big, a significant number in a lot of cases. Yeah. Bingo. It's usually for most people, it's, it's not, I mean, sometimes it's the big things, but for most people, it's the small things. It's death by a thousand cuts. And nope. if you can just shift your mindset, adjust just a little bit, or like you said, you just made it a goal in 2019, like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to make some sacrifices. We're going to make some cuts. We're going to do things different than we've ever done it before. And with a lot of hard work and sacrifice and patience, and you also had some fun. I mean, you took a vacation to Ireland. I mean, it's not like 2019, yeah. you guys were hermits and you just camped out on your couch all or all year. I mean, you guys did some some pretty awesome things too. Um, with just a few adjustments, though, you can really see some some great results, and, and you guys are proof of that. Talk a little bit. There's a lot of people that I work with who ha- are fall into this idea that if they can just make more money, that's going to solve all their problems. Have you? Did you deal with that? Did you deal with that as you were, you know, in your adult, you know, because I did. You know, when I was struggling, I always thought if I could just make more money, I could pay off debt or I would, I would be able to do more things and, and have the life that I want. But what ended up happening is I get that raise, get those bonuses, and I would just spend it because I had poor spending habits and poor behaviors. And that never solved the problem. Did you, did you struggle with all of that uh, before you joined Roots and in, in, in any of this? I, as a matter of fact, my husband had gotten a promotion with a pay increase and I'm like, sweet, we'll have more money. But then <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. Like this is, prior prior to roots because now I track every dollar and it annoys the crap out of him. Um, but (laughs) I just, I'm like, where's, we have more money coming in every, you know, every other week when he gets paid, where, where is it? I don't, and it boggles my mind. And I used to think like, Oh, you know, rich people don't have this problem. No, it's like the more money you make, the more you spend and people, even people that we celebrities and things, we think they have all this money. They could be millions of dollars in debt. We don't know. They're not going to share that info. They just put on this facade on Instagram. And that's the other thing that I used to do, which maybe it makes me shallow. I don't know, but I would compare myself to these people on Instagram and other social media mediums and be like, Oh, I want that. Like, what do I have to do to get that? Like, Half, those, half of that stuff is probably fake. Yeah. Like they probably took it from <laughs> someone else's site. Like get it together. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm glad you showed that vulnerability to you because I think all of us deal with that. I think it's human. And I think that's one of the negative sides to social media. And I think as, as time and social media has become more popular over the years, uh, it definitely, you know, there's always this saying, keeping up with the Joneses, right? And yep. uh, the Joneses are broke, sadly. <laughs> and a lot of us <laughs> fall for that. And we're doing broke people things and wondering why we're broke. And it's because that's because everybody else is broke. One other thing I had for you regarding your spouse, you know, we have also, you know, a lot of people who talk about, you know, it's it's hard to get my spouse or partner on board or it's it's hard to talk about money. As you kind of made some of these changes throughout the year, did you notice any difference in your communication style and your relationship with money in, in your marriage and how that relates to money? Did you notice any changes there? Um, we we have some we have I'm lucky 
that we have pretty good communication on most things and finances weren't, um, they weren't a, a thorn in our sides in our, in our relationship prior to roots. But I think it's just a more open line of communication where he definitely even now is like, you're the financial person. Like you got this, I fix things, you do the money. Like, um, and we have our, our roles, but he sees me get excited and I'm like, babe, come look at this. Like we just paid this or we paid this off. Like, yay, let's go celebrate. And instead of going and spending, you know, $60 on a dinner, I'll be like, Ooh, let's order pizza. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like so fancy. Um, so again, small, small changes. Whereas before I'd be like, yeah, let's go. And I'm going to get like, you know, let's just get a bottle of champagne. I'll finish it. It's fine. Like, and now it's, it's really unnecessary on so many levels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we always had a pretty good line of communication, but more so now because I'm in a more positive mindset, I think he's more receptive to talking about it. Cause when I was negative, like who wants to hear someone, you know, complain about something all the time. So now it's just more open. He'll, he might check in more than he used to before. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between Shannon 13 months ago and Shannon today? Like, how do you feel? when you think about your money, think about your finances, think about your financial future, retirement, with all the changes that you guys have made this year, uh, I can imagine some things have, have definitely changed. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about money where I used to actually call payday, pay your bills day, like very <laughs> negative. <laughs> um, and I'm addicted to paying things off. Like I have four months, three, four, five months from now, forecasted out. And I'm like, Oh, I can't wait. That credit card is going to be paid off. Like I am addicted. It's, it's addicting. And I guess it's a good addiction to have like, to for the better, it's not like a bad one. Um, but I, and I feel like I'm more focused on a bigger goal. And whereas I used to set goals that like I knew I could meet. And now it's like, I want to be debt free by the end of this year, besides my mortgage, I want to be debt free by the end of this year. And I'm truly excited to see where we land on December 31st. Yeah. Um, cause it's just, you know, spending less frivolously and like, we still go to Aruba every year too. So last year we did Aruba and Ireland. Um, so like still have fun, still do stuff, but let's just if I feel this good now and I still have a little ways to go, what's it going to feel like when I have none of this and I just have like my normal, you know, keeping the house safe bills. Um, I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm yeah. so excited. And I also learned things that maybe weren't necessarily positive. Like for myself, I have very rare heart issues and just in watching the modules and roots, uh, specifically the insurance topics, I found out that I am uninsurable. I'm 37 years old. Actually, I'm 36. Got to correct myself. I'm not 37 yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I, I didn't even look into life insurance and things like that because I'm just like, oh, I don't need to worry about that yet. And when I called, I called, I think, six different agencies and they all said, we'll gladly insure your husband. And I'm like, what? <laughs> And I'm uninsurable. So that just means that I need to get my savings to a level that will, you know, I plan on living a long time. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I need to have that there as my safety net. Yep. It's, um, it's, it's very, uh, that is 
just a wise choice because so many people, you know, there's a, I shouldn't say so many, there's people in your situation that are uninsurable, but then they're also loaded down by a lot of debt, living paycheck to paycheck. And they're, they're not setting up their partner or their family for success in the sense that if, if something happened to them and they lost the income, that's going to be very painful for that spouse that's left living. In your situation, you guys are taking action. You're you're getting out of debt. You're setting yourself up for success to the point where you're going to be able to save a lot more money towards retirement and investing in emergency fund savings where if, God forbid, something did happen, you're not leaving your spouse or partner with a mess on their hands. And that's that's right. really, really awesome. We talk a lot about the herd mentality and following the herd and what everybody else is doing and friends and family and that social circle. Did anyone have any sort of remarks or responses to you or reactions to what you were doing this past year? I know you've posted a few times on your Facebook page on some of the success and things that you have haven't had you, have you had any sort of reactions from other people that saw you doing this? Um, some people were truly like excited and and inquired about, well, how'd you do that and this and that. And I'm like, talk to Brad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding. I told them. But um, some people were nasty. Like some people think that I'm I would put stuff out there to like brag or and that's not it at all. Like I don't care. Like I'm not out of debt. That's what I care about. I don't care if the number I paid off was a million dollars and I was still in debt. I don't care. It's that the number is is nice and that's cool and I'll give myself a pat on the back, but I already did that once. So now move on. Like um so that kind of hurt. I'm like, wow, I'm so excited. And there's always gonna be um call them ankle grabbers who when you're at a high are going to try and pull you back down oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um but you just got to keep your positive momentum going um and most of my family and friends were supportive some people were like oh that's cool for you like i'm not into it which is fine yeah. everybody's i wasn't into it for a year i was on the fence so um but some people are more like huh you know as more months go by and i'm able to do more stuff or just not, I don't want to say buy something without thinking, but buy something without worrying or stressing about it. And that, there's something to be said for that. Like when I go to the grocery store, I'm not worried if I put 10 extra things in my cart, you know, yeah. is that necessarily smart? No, but do I probably need all that ice cream? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not stressing about it. And there are a lot of people who, who can't do that, who might have to put stuff, back when they get to the register and that's that's awful people get embarrassed and like some people are just I find that people are just not kind and it puts people in awkward positions and it's just it's so much nicer when people celebrate your successes and are there for you when you fall and aren't sitting there pointing the finger laughing when you fall or just you're just being different by wanting to get out of debt so you're going against the grain already and um some people are just not going to like that and that's okay. They are entitled to their opinion, but you just got to move on. Yeah. And sadly, your experience is normal. Uh, we had the same situation and uh, I, I unfortunately had a lot more of the negative side from friends and family than I did the positive sides. And uh, I always contribute the length of time it took me to get out of debt was for that reason, because I cared about what my friends and family opinion was. And that kind of st- kept me stuck longer. 
I would find myself getting a little bit out of debt and I'd fall back into debt because everybody else was doing it. And I also was really concerned about what they were thinking, what they were saying, because I didn't have anybody else doing this with me. It was just me doing it. So talk a little bit about the support and accountability that you get in Roots, because that was one of the big things that I wanted to make sure that we created in our group was not just necessarily the education and how to do it. It was the environment to win, the environment to get that support, the environment to get that accountability, the environment to be vulnerable. And when you do fall down, you've got a group of people there that can talk to you. Can you talk a little bit about your experience this past year with being a part of that group and being a part with our members? Well, I love the group so much that I needed to join Roots again for this year because I have FOMO and I'm afraid to miss out (laughs) on what's going on with other people because it's almost like you become invested in their financial journey and every single person is, is at a different point in their financial journey. But no matter where they're at, there's always people there. And some people are more vocal and active in the group than others, which is fine. But there's still those people that are reading. They might not comment or they might not like, but they're reading stuff and they're, they're absorbing things. Um, people are celebrating you uh, and like almost like a virtual high five. And sometimes you need that, especially like you said, Brad, at the beginning, you were on your own. I would imagine like I have my husband to bounce things off of and he can give me the pat on the back. But if I, if I didn't have that, I might not be as motivated to want to do more and just bouncing ideas off each other because you're one person and I can blow up your message block, uh, box all I want, but it doesn't mean you can answer right away. <laughs> so just having a group of like-minded people to support you and be like, hey, here's some ideas for your problem or you know whatever it is. It's just nice to... Um, to have them there and have encouraging people. And even if you're, you have a family member that isn't supportive, you, people have posted that and other people chime in, Oh, I had that experience as well. And just knowing that you're not alone is huge. Yeah. Finding that, finding that new social circle or, and again, we're not telling you to go out and fire your friends and family. That's by, by all no means what we're saying, but but when you want to do something as aggressive as get out of debt, when 78% of the people are living paycheck to paycheck and are broke, uh, you are going to have some people out there that are very much like Shannon said, they're, they're not going to cheer for you. And you need to be, you need to expect that. So uh, you need to find yourself a group. You need to find yourself an accountability partner that you can rely on. That's going to be there for you because it is going to happen. We see it time and time again. So Shannon, one of the biggest reasons why, and, and you obviously uh, can, you pro- I don't know if it was fear that kept you more, maybe skepticism, but you, you said, you know, it, it took you a couple, you know, a year or two to join roots to finally make the decision to do something now that you've done it, it's 13 months later, we still have people out there that are on the fence with getting started with their finances, whether it be fear of their financial challenges, whether it be a cost issue, whether it be a spouse or partner, whatever it might be. What would you say to someone to encourage them to get started, even with some of the basic stuff that we're talking about here on this podcast? What would you say to someone with your experience and what you've done? Um, if you are thinking about taking the reins on your financial future, even if you're just thinking about it just a little bit, do it now because my biggest regret was not joining earlier because I think I would be in an even better position than I am right now. And it works if you do the work, nothing, um, 
success doesn't come without sacrifices. Like there are going to be sacrifices made, but they are not or do not have to be these gigantic things that maybe you're, you're already playing over in your, in your mind. They can be small changes that have a huge impact on your financial life. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, while I understand what is it, it's like 200 something dollars for the whole year, you get a wealth of information. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, like if you just look at my numbers, I think my return on investment is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you paid um, you paid two sixty nine to be a part of the program, and and you yeah. saved and paid off one hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars. <laughs> it's not too bad. Like I said, return on investment is pretty good. Yep. I want this stock. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, like, like I was saying excuse me, in the grand scheme of things, it's a small investment considering like all the potential winnings your future could hold. And I, I say winnings cause I view each payment toward debt as a positive or, or positive behavior change as a win. So when you constantly rewrite the script and formulate a positive mindset, um, you, you can, I really feel like you could do like anything. I mean, I don't want to sound like hippy dippy or whatever, but I really feel like your mindset is, is huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah. Well, Shannon, wow. Um, I'm blown away. I still am. I, 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 I just sit in wonder of your story. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> just the numbers, what you guys have been able to achieve, what you guys have been able to do, your positive attitude. Uh, it's just, it's just, uh, it's a, it's addicting to listen to. It really is. And I hope our audience is looking at this. And by the way, if you're looking at Shannon's numbers and saying, wow, I could never pay off $157,000, you don't have to. D you know, Shannon's doing some of the basic things that a lot of our other members are doing, and, and they're paying off just thousands of dollars. It, it, it's your story. It's your mountain. It's your journey. But, you know, you just have to get started, and that's the key, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to share Shannon's story. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. I really genuinely appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hopefully I didn't sound like too much of a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. Well, to maybe some of those people who are loving debt and want to be in debt, you might sound a little crazy. But hey, what I found is that when you're called crazy, you're usually on the right path. <laughs> Perfect. I'm doing good then. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, hey, what's this I see? I thought this was a place. Hey, everybody, as always, that sound means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And today we're going to kick it off with Megan Martin. She says, I went the entire work week without spending anything extra. No food from the cafeteria, no vending machines, no fast food, no impulse buying at the grocery store. This saved me at least $50 just in one week. That is awesome. Way to go, Megan. And Cassandra Lawrence says, I have been able to add almost $100 to my emergency fund this week. Way Heck to yeah. go. Yeah, that's awesome. Way to go, Cassandra. Uh, Sarah Ida says, I made a grocery list and stuck to it completely. I even chose some store brand items to try and ended up spending $65 less than what I had budgeted for. And Sarah, as a fellow impulse shopper in the grocery store who bought all kinds of the crazy food, I totally know what a win that is. <laughs> that's awesome. Good for you, Sarah. Yep. 
Uh, Denise Cartier, best week yet. Received large sum from my employer, so was able to put some in the emergency fund, plus pay off a chunk of my credit card. But the biggest win is actually having financial conversations daily and really thinking before we spend. Something we've never done before. So eye-opening. Yeah, way to go, Denise. Yep, that is absolutely fantastic. Lastly, we've got Penny Nunley. Haven't been to Target in three weeks. That is huge. There's so many people that celebrate the Target story. You know, not going to Target. That's huge. That's good. Good for you guys. So do you have a question about your finances? If so, send me an email at brad at therealdebtfreedad.com and we will do our best to get your question on an upcoming episode of the Debt Free Dad podcast. Today's question is a is a good one and we may almost want to make a podcast episode all about this but uh check this out this person asked my child wants to play in a traveling league this year truthfully i just don't have the money and i'd have to go into debt to make it happen between equipment and travel expenses it's just too much money but at the same time i want them to have the experience and i certainly don't want to disappoint them or limit them on what they do because of my financial situation I don't know what to do. You know, we'd been kind of through this with our kids. It wasn't traveling. Um, it probably wasn't as much expense involved, but um, we, you know, during our kind of getting out of debt journey, um, they wanted to be uh, in marching band, which, you know, to a lot of people, marching band or oh, what, but at least where we're at, it can be fairly expensive for fees every year, plus to buy them the right equipment and the uniforms and all that. There is a, a quite a bit of expense competitions. It's similar. Um, I don't know how much is too much for them, um, but we did whatever we could to make that happen. It was important to us. Um, so I would not tell anybody to not do it, but we didn't go into more debt for it. We just adjusted what we were doing. So it may have taken us, you know, this is one of those things that we look at as from a sacrificing standpoint, could we've been in out of debt a few months sooner? Had we not done these things for our kids? And the answer is probably yes, but um, it was important enough for us to not charge or go into more debt to make these things happen. So we just looked at our budget and just cut where we could cut to make sure that we could pay those fees. Um, and again, not not taking out loans or doing things crazy. So that that was a big part for us. Um, that's probably the best. That I wouldn't say advice, but that's our story of what we did to make it happen for our kids. It it's a it's a really hard decision because you want the best for your kids and you want to make sure you give them as many opportunities as you possibly can. But in the end, I think providing for your family long term is better than going into debt even more for a season. Um, I mean, maybe they can hold off for a season. Maybe they can stick to a local league and plan for the traveling league next year. So there's, there's kind of options there. And I, I totally understand that it's going to be a tough decision and also depends on how old they are. If you can have that conversation with them and really explain to them what's going on, then maybe they might make the decision for you getting when when I was getting out of debt if this this was something I really wanted to do I draw I drew that hard line in the sand like debt wasn't going to be an option so I'm looking at every other alternative options that are out there in order for us to do this kind of like what Ryan was just saying in the sense of uh being flexible with other things and you know again are there th- certain other 
luxury things that you have going on or certain things that you have that you can cut out that's going to help you be able to afford this. Uh, those are going to be the things that I'm going to look at. And also, kind of like what Amber said, look at other options, alternative options. You know, of traveling league, and again, if, if you have to go into debt for it, to me, it is, it is a hard no. Uh, that's what I would suggest, just because I don't think it's that important to go into debt for. Is it important? Yes, but it's not that important. I think going into debt would just make the situation that much worse if you're already struggling. And it's going to only put that much more stress on the next year that they want to do it if they continue to keep doing it. So uh, I'm going to look at all alternative options. Can you increase income? Can you cut out other expenses? I've also heard of some of these uh, uh, traveling leagues and some of these other organizations. Well, they'll have maybe they have a scholarship opportunity or, or there there might be other ways to reduce some of those costs. I have worked with members who have had their kids in like gymnastics and certain things, and then they've been able to participate in other ways with that league, and that helped bring down some of the costs. So again, I'm looking at all of the options, not just it's either go into debt or not do it at all. I think you might be able to find that there's going to be some other ways for you to be able to make that happen, or maybe it doesn't happen this year, kind of like what Amber said, maybe it it starts happening next year when you can plan better. Uh, also, you might want to consider making this as part of your why. I mean, we talk about that a lot here on this podcast. You know, if if doing some of this stuff for your kids is really important, then maybe that's part of the reason why you work so hard on getting out of debt is so you can give them the opportunities that you want them to have without also stressing out your personal finances. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We love your feedback, and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts. We read every single one of them. And as you know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you, and we will see you on an upcoming episode of our shows. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.